At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. Get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. We change our minds every day. About a million things a day. This is no different. You can't be afraid to be wrong. You can't be afraid to say, you know what? I'm just going to rethink this thing. People are not dying getting the vaccine. Um, I I better rethink this thing. I'm going to go call my doctor and, and have a discussion one more time. It is okay to change your mind. Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude podcast. Hello there, and welcome back to the Diversity Dude podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher, a marriage family therapist, author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. And whether it be through one of my one-on-one efforts as a marriage and family therapist, or my efforts as an author or national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity, my personal mission is to do my part one, relationship at a time to help strengthen the world and improve cross-cultural relationships which is why I appreciate the opportunity to share with you in this space, in this podcast, uh, some encouraging perspectives and practical strategies to help reduce cultural divides and ultimately strengthen cross-cultural relationships personally and professionally. Now, today is a little bit different because I like to use this time to apply this relationship strengthening perspective to one of the most significant topics being discussed today, and that being the frequency and impact of mass shootings. Uh, Now, although it can be difficult to imagine, there have been over 200 mass shootings in the United States so far this year alone, and not all of them have been making the national news cycles. Uh, Almost 30 of those uh, events have occurred in school environments, and nobody wants to see that happen ever again. It's no secret that while every loss of life has an impact on someone, these mass shootings have had a unique impact for many people in many different ways and for various different reasons. Not only for those present in those environments, but also their family, loved ones, and those around the world. And although there are many resulting feelings from grief and loss to fear, anger, and outrage that you or someone you know may be feeling, too many to attempt to address them all in this context, I would like to draw upon my experience as a therapist to discover, to discuss some commonly misunderstood internal and external experiences following incidents like this. In part, to help you if you may be experiencing any of these and also to help in part if you have any efforts to support or interact with those who may be experiencing more feelings or different feelings in you. So let me start by Expressing to those who may have witnessed or survived a mass shooting that I'm sorry for your loss. There's no other way to say it. Some who experience traumatic events like this wrestle with the loss of someone they knew or interacted with. For others, it's the loss of innocence or their childhood educational experience, the innocence of that. For others, it's the loss of a sense of safety and security that they may not have even had to consider previously, but now it's forever changed. My hope for all of them is 
that you'd be able to maintain or have some type of support from family and friends or loved ones, as well as professional resources if needed to help you both in the immediate future as well as in the long term if needs continue to be the case. My, I hope that you're able to find a way to move forward in life, taking whatever you can from this experience, but more so creating a healthy future that isn't limited by this experience unnecessarily. For those of you who may not have witnessed it, but are in a position to support individuals or families directly impacted, first, let me say thank you in advance for any support efforts that you're willing to provide. Uh, ask that you do your best to be patient with those who are not only grieving losses, but also wrestling with resulting traumatic experiences and feelings. The needs and circumstances like this vary. No one person, no group of people all need the same thing, but be prepared to offer non-judgmental empathy and a listening ear, saving the advice and instruction for a later time. Be prepared to help identify ways to create a new sense of safety, whether that be through flexibility with former behavioral patterns or creating new routines that help individuals struggling with the effects of trauma feel as though they have reason to believe that they're less likely to experience the same thing again. While there are unfortunately no guarantees, your efforts to empower someone to do everything that's within their power to control to improve their safety can be a great gift to offer. In addition, to those of you who were directly impacted, but uh, let me acknowledge that those who are one or two degrees away, separation, two degrees of separation away from these events, there, there may be those who may not have been there, but still have some connection to these events, whether through family or friends or even professional colleagues. To, to those, let me say that I'm sorry for your loss as well. See, it may not be the same loss as someone who was there, but the fact that you are somewhere close, somehow feel connected to it, the comparison isn't the goal. If you haven't been told that, then let me say your feelings are legitimate too, because we all have experienced some type of a reaction and our feelings are legitimate as well. Maybe it comes in a sense of you being a friend of someone who was at the school or at a school, since they're multiple, during a school shooting and are uncertain of how to support your friend or how safe you even feel yourself. Maybe you're a parent, a grandparent of someone who has attended a school that has been impacted by a school shooting and you're uncertain as, as to whether or not you would feel comfortable sending them back to school again, no matter how comfortable or no matter how many efforts the school administrators say they're making the school in response, you're just not quite sure or as sure as you want to be. Maybe you're reevaluating for the first time whether allowing your children out of your sight to, to leave your presence at all is safe since the safety of the school environment no longer feels like a given or an assumption the way it once did. Uh, there's no one right answer for every family or every individual. I encourage you to do your best to be true to your own feelings while also supporting others being true to their feelings as well without judgment. Your, your comfort zone or risk tolerance may not match someone else's, but you can provide support in a similar way that you would want for yourself, not necessarily doing the same things as you would want, but to identify what they would need and to give them this flexibility and support that you would want as well. Now, with all that being said, what, what about the rest of us? The, the many people around the country, ultimately around the world, who not only have not personally experienced mass shooting or directly know someone who has, but are nonetheless impacted emotionally by the awareness that these events happen. Let me say thank you for your feeling as well. It may not be the same, but your feelings are legitimate as well. Not only that your feelings are 
uh, it's not that your feelings are necessarily a gift to anyone else. Your feelings are yours. But for one, your acknowledged and healthy managed feelings are a gift to yourself that helps you evaluate and make healthy decisions for you and your loved ones who may be impacted as well. Two, your your feelings, if unhealthily, if healthily expressed, can be the beginning of empathy that helps you feel cared, uh, helps you help other people feel cared for and less alone in their experiences of grief and loss. So the feeling helps you empathize with others and help them more. Three, your your feelings have the potential to be the motivation that you need to find a way to help you bring about the actual change that can reduce the likelihood of repeated experiences. So it starts with feeling internally. Your feelings help you empathize with others and your feelings help you bring about beyond feelings, bring about the change, the healthy decision making that brings about the changes that help us all in the long run. I don't know what role you individually can play, but the more people who care enough to try, the more options and efforts there will be and actions beyond words that can bring about change as necessary. Now, alongside my acknowledgement that devastating events like this have far reaching impact on people's mental health. I also acknowledge that there's a potential for these events to have an impact on healthy cross-cultural interactions in homes and workplaces and communities around the world. Let me explain. I specify healthy cross-cultural interactions because my goal is not to convey that every negative thing that happens is race related. That's not the case. Many unfortunately are, but many are impacted by many more unhealthy factors, such that if race is involved, it's just one of a long list of a number of negative factors that need to be explored and addressed. Nonetheless, in this context, it need not be feel forced to acknowledge the reality that when mass shootings like this occur, in addition to the necessary concern for those who are directly impacted that comes first and foremost, as well as their friends and loved ones, there's often a broader individual, relational and community impact, which is influenced by cultural differences. So, well, consider the trend that occurs immediately after the news breaks of yet another mass shooting. For many, some of the first thoughts and questions they had after what happened, who was impacted and what might impact them, some of the first thoughts are, was it race related? What, what was the race or ethnicity of the shooter, of the victims? What, what, what was the response by law enforcement? And was it appropriate? Does it feel like there were cultural factors influencing their response or lack thereof? Or maybe outside of even race or ethnicity, is the news story even still focusing on the people who were impacted near and far, or has it already begun to be less about the people and more about the political arguments about gun protection or restrictions, some healthy and necessary conversations and others forgetting about the people they say they're protecting and so on and so on. You see, the reality of the of these uh, legitimate questions in the news, in the workplace, in schools and at homes have the potential to either draw us closer together to acknowledge the need for change and to work together to find solutions, or to unfortunately highlight cultural differences as excuses for actions or you know, perspectives, justifying decisions to not work together for change. At the end of the day, the unknown and unpredictable nature of these events takes a daily toll on individuals and families around the world. Everyone's trying to cope in their own way based on their own individual and family needs. Even if you don't feel that you have all the solutions to society's problems, especially problems of this magnitude, there are still things that you can do to help bring about change. 
One, you can help begin to create a sense of emotional safety in your home, family and family circles, friend circles and work environments. You can do this by owning your feelings, both healthy coping feelings as well as, as, well as overwhelmed feeling. Owning that you can talk about health, uh, owning, what, owning what you can talk about healthily and what's best if you take a break from can be significant. Supporting someone else, sharing or choosing to take a break and not focus on certain things without judging or making it seem like callous disregard, but out of a legitimate need to manage one's own emotions as well can be significant. Sometimes the best way to address a problem is to take breaks from that problem so that you can avoid feeling overwhelmed and then come back to it to address it in a more healthy way. You doing that and then supporting someone else being able to do that creates a healthy environment to make better decisions moving forward. Another thing you can do uh, is to acknowledge that someone else might be impacted in a different way and still it, let it be legitimate. A parent multiple states away from the shooting can instantly feel concerned about allowing their child to go back to school after mass shooting, even if they weren't directly impacted. Those without financial resources to pull their child from school or to move them to a safer school or homeschool can feel trapped and powerless to protect their child in comparison to someone else who has more, feels as though they have multiple options. Co-worker may be wrestling with anger or resentment at another mass shooting where they may share one or more cultural identities as the victims, whether it be the same ethnicity or gender identity, sexual orientation, religious beliefs, etc. And may benefit from empathy, from patience, from a space to cope rather than uh, defensive minimizing, highlighting why does everything have to be about race or this or that with you? Well, the short answer is, well, if you saw a pattern of harm and coming to people who you identify with in one or more ways, you might feel a little less safe, safe, a little less safer than you did the day before when you woke up in the morning and left your house. It's not about whether I was directly impacted or not, but whether there is some related feeling that is worth empathy and then connection. Finally, let me add this. There may also be those around you who don't seem to care at all. They don't seem to be impacted and thus they just seem to be going on with life as if nothing has happened. On the surface, this may be exactly what it seems. A callous disregard for the well-being of others, conveying the message that well, people people die every day. Why should that affect me? Or or maybe even worse, a self-centered view that, that feels uh, great because hey, it didn't happen to me. Not my problem. However, just as I encourage you not to minimize others who relate in ways that you may not, I encourage you to leave room for the possibility that what looks like callous disregard may actually be an emotional sign of overwhelmed or emotional flooding. It's like saying, I was devastated. I am still devastated. I allowed myself to hold on to those feelings as long as I could, but I just can't hold that space all day and still meet the needs of my family and, and those or those who I serve occupationally effectively. This doesn't mean that I don't care or that I won't allow myself to feel. I just don't show it in the same way that you do. I can't hold on to it as long as you can. Is that okay? And your offer of acceptance of a different way of uh, managing emotions can be a great gift. Just as it's beneficial for various cultural differences and values and concerns to be validated, it's also beneficial to consider various cult uh, cultural differences in expression of feeling. There can even be variations w within families or in households or in communities that also may be different. 
practicing seeing differences in expression of feeling, priorities, meeting of needs, and the degree, the degrees of empathy in word or action can be significant in the task of not only healthily coping individually and as a community, but also the process of beginning to heal together and taking steps large and small to reduce the likelihood of repeated future traumatic events like these and thus the need for the same coping and healing in the future. So more than anything else I've shared, no matter what your preferences or needs or experiences may be, I encourage you to keep the relational needs of people, no matter how similar or different they may be from your needs, priority over even the most beneficial policies and practices intended to support them. That way, one relationship at a time, you can take steps to reduce the likelihood of future needs and of future experiences like this and the need to heal from them. And then we can see what happens over time when more of us are working on that same goal. Uh, as you explore how you can incorporate that and these principles into your daily lives, let me say thank you for tuning in and listening in today to the Diversity Do podcast. If there are any pressing diversity-related questions that you would like me to address in an upcoming podcast, or if you're in need of a shame-free and empowering guest speaker or training on this or any other topic, feel free to reach out to me directly at www.lambertsfisher.com. And I hope to address as many topics as possible to improve one relationship at a time over time. As I close, remember, remember this, you don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Make the difference you can make today. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. At Hy-Vee, we take pride of being part of the communities we serve. In 2021, we donated more than 14 million meals, and this year, we're committed to doing even more. For over 90 years, we've been the place that people turn in time of need, and we take that very seriously. That's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the Midwest to help families this Easter. To join our effort, simply donate when you're at the checkout. Together, we can make a big difference for those in need. Children's Minnesota, the leader in specialized health care for kids, is here to raise awareness, standards, the bar, the stakes, the question, the curtain. On raising kids' health to the highest priority, kids need equal access to health care, more pediatric expertise, a voice for change. Kids need us, all of us. So let's raise them up. Children's Minnesota, the kid experts. OutSchool provides live online classes for kids. They offer academic classes as well as interest-based classes. The topics are so cool. Everything from art and fitness to physics, mindfulness, food, history. A lot of these topics are things that are not taught in your regular school. Check out their amazing classes. Your kids are going to love it. time with my family, especially when my mom lets us help with cooking. We always have a good time mixing eggs and cutting the crust off bread for sandwiches. But I had no idea that eggshells and breadcrumbs could be recycled. Do you know that 20% of trash is food waste? But there is something we can do to get that number down. 
Ramsey County has a program that lets us recycle food. That's right. I gather up banana peels, orange peels, and meat scraps that I can find. Then once a week, I drop them off at Ramsey County's food scrap collection site, where it gets turned into compost for gardening, landscaping, and more. It doesn't cost my mom a dime, and I feel like I'm doing my part to save the planet. Recycling is for everyone, and it's easy to do. Just log on to RamseyRecycles.com to find out more. For millions of Americans, the pandemic impacted our financial situations, and a lot of people lost their jobs. But that should not mean you have to lose your house if you can't pay for your mortgage. Listen, no need to feel ashamed if you missed a payment or two or three because there's a local organization that's willing to help you get caught up on those payments so you can keep your home. Let me tell you about the Minnesota Home Ownership Center. It's a nonprofit whose sole purpose is to prevent you from going into foreclosure. The Minnesota Home Ownership Center has a network of organizations around the state to review everything with you, explain your options, and then advocate for you to get the help you need. And get this, they won't charge you because it's all free. Check out HOCMN.org or give them a call at 651-410-1086 to set up an appointment. You worked hard to get into that house. Let Minnesota Home Ownership Center help you stay in it. Sustaining your energy and well-being through the long, complex journey towards health, equity, and inclusion can be difficult. Bottom line, you need to carve out time to care for yourself. To help you navigate your well-being goals, the George Wellbeing Program at the Y provides you acupuncture, massage, nutrition, and health coaching, as well as daily online meditations and yoga practices on Virtual Y. Well-being is not a commodity. It's an essential tool for your everyday life because you are worthy. For more information, visit us online at ymcanorth.org slash well-being. At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, can we make it easier to avoid overdraft fees? And we can. Now, if you're overdraft at Huntington by $50 or less, you won't be charged an overdraft fee. And if you're overdrawn by more than $50, you have time to fix it with 24-hour grace. Why would a bank do that? Just to help people out. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Your account will be closed if it is negative in any amount for 60 days. Learn more at Huntington.com slash safety zone and Huntington.com slash grace. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary. 